Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello again. The Heavy Breather Boys. Back at it. We're back at it, hustling, sweating. You know we're sweating. You can hear the frying of the electronics because our sweat is uh, pat- uh, particularly metallic and, and noxious, you know. This is the the wettest radio show ever. You know, NPR, they try to do wet radio, but, you know, no. I mean, they're, they're playing catch up. No, it, it, some, and you could tell even if you do hear dripping, you could tell it's it's not real. It's canned. It's a recording of our, uh, probably us dripping. Yeah, they, 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 you know, you know, it's hard to copyright the sound of, of wetness, but right. so they'll just steal it and then they loop it. It's just like fully like, you know, sound effects. Right. Like if you took our show and you slowed it down, but then to, and then it sounded like Radiohead, but then you mm-hmm. slowed it down from there. You could hear the drippings at what time, exactly what time the beads of sweat are dripping off of Marius's face onto the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And always when the sweat, when he sweats, the drip, when it falls, there's a little grunt, a little, it's like a I little homage. Feel it. It's like a, it's like a funeral, a Viking funeral, a sky Just burial. That, 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 that little, it's like a piece of me. I mean, there's your right. DNA is in your, in your sweat. So it, it, whenever you're yep. leaving your sweat, you know, droplets around. It pains That's you. A little piece of you. You're leaving behind. Yeah. It pains me anytime any kind of of me leaves, whether it be sweat, you know, human waste, you know, I just, uh, you know, definitely dandruff, dander. (laughs) I have a real hard time leaving my dander behind. I try to collect it, you know, wear like a, like a, like a collar that's like a big bowl around my neck. So it collects all the dandruff. But even then it's like gets windy and, you know, it'll blow out around. REO Speedwagon wrote a whole record about it. Nobody cared about it, but I mean, I understand why. It's a niche interest, but you know, I mean, you know, they're kind of a niche band. Like you think that they're they're fans, sci-fi, but, though. You know, they're also they got into the fact that you could take the DNA and then create a whole new species of of uh, half man, half dog uh, people, and like the top half would be the man, the bottom is dog, <laughs> and the but the bottom half, which is the dog, also is, you know, it's a real wild card. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there's there's a little mix and match going on. Even you know it's not a, it's not like a clean split. No, it's not a clean split. Split. Not you know the kinks haven't been worked out. Yeah, there's certain things that are still you know man on the dog side and right. vice versa. Bunch of bunch of dog nipples and and the, the man half. Yeah, just example. like a just like a, a pile of meat in the corner, pulsating. You know, with like teeth and you know, with with a vocal cord yelping and saying help at the same time. <laughs> it's trying to use like yeah the dog mouth in order to to communicate the agony it's experiencing. Yep. That's the way it goes, you know, it, when, when you're absorbing the art of an REO Speedwagon album, they they, right. they venture into, you know, uncharted territory. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I, I kind of want to take a little minute to myself and, and kind of do a little remembrance of the album with my family. You know, my, my son is asleep. Mm-hmm. He's upstairs, but, you know, I, I feel like maybe he would love to learn about REO Speedwagon. Yeah, you gotta, you know, if you if you catch him like right, you know, after he's fallen asleep and you wake him up with it, then right. his his mind is fresh. So you just gotta like you jolt him awake. I want to see the, the look on your face as you wake up, just suddenly. Yeah. From, from uh, um, yeah, or something off of Are You Speedwagon's third record, you know, 
<laughs> just the look on your face and record it and then just, you know. With this, you, you, the, the plasticity of your mind is at its peak. You can really, you know, kind of absorb the, the nuances and the, the so subtler. Be, so, be like your cool art school. You go to PNCA, the Pacific Northwest College of Art here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Very Use cool. offer code heavy breather for 10% right. off your tuition. And you would just do something like that. You know, you would just. Uh, yep. Yeah, it could be your thesis. Be your thing. You're gonna get a degree. You're gonna be. You're gonna be a master's. You have a master's in. Uh, you're gonna be a doctor of uh, Ario Speedwagon. Wander around the desert preaching about uh, the bass player from Ario Speedwagon. You're going to focus more on him. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, there's like the different kinds of yoga. It's the same thing with REO Speedwagon. It's like, oh yeah, there's the bass player, but there's also the singer and they all have their different philosophies and their different side projects. And you got to just, you can't go, it's too, too general to do REO Speedwagon. You have to focus in. Yeah, you got to focus. This, this singer is the, the Bikram yoga of, of the band. Right. It's the creepy one. Right. Uh, He's who's that? Is that hot yoga? Yeah, who's the cold? Who the, does the cold yoga? That's the yeah. the, the the drummer's the the drummer's son. Yeah, the the, the yeah they, this, the drummer died and then his son started right. playing, replaced him really for the did. later albums. Cold yoga. Cold yoga. That's a good name for uh, a, a Rush album or an Ario Speedway. You know, something progressive. Yeah, a little so progressive. progressive. Some, 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 you know, interesting time signatures, tempo changes mid-song, yeah. chorus coming in. You erotic know, stuff like erotic costume changes, you know, like recreating, working in an Arby's, you know, because there's a scene where the guy from Mario Speedwagon, when he was young, he worked at Arby's. So there's the part where everyone dresses in Arby's and they do the ballad and he's coming yeah. down, he makes, and it's like a fully working roast beef Arby's sandwich shop on stage. They have going a part of you know it's into this into this about the song and it's in the set yeah like in the 70s like a like a prog band band maybe they would have done like a like a recreation of like stonehenge on stage yeah. is like their their stage performance but in the 80s they, they started doing like the arby's and they would build up yeah. the full functioning arby's on stage and that'd be a whole part of the the experience they'd be playing in front of the pyramids in in egypt and then there'd be like a an arby's just yeah grateful dead young boys he went from grateful dead with the pyramid to like yeah just like we have a working arby's and people could get arby's at the place too while while you're playing these boys just on stage frantically carving roast beef and they're all singing in unison oh uh we uh uh make make beef 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 uh 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 you know what i mean Yep. Just chanting and chanting. It doesn't stop, and it becomes like kind of like a trance, and it's very beautiful. It's tr- it is transcendental. And you can hear, you know, but you can hear the people, like, when, when it stops, you hear the, the diners. You could tell, you, you realize you're in the basement, and the diners are up on top, and you could hear the, the people scuffling around, children running around, picking up those little scraps of meat. You know, they're always fighting. Those kids are fighting over the meat. <laughs> Wait, this is at the concert happening? Right. No, no, yeah. no. You're underneath, and the the, the Arby's dining area is up on top. You're, oh, right. you're in the in the burrows. You're in the sub basement. Yeah, where the beneath, real stuff goes on. You're beneath the killing floor, the Arby's killing floor, and all the right. The uh, the entrails are sloughing off. It is a nice thought. 
I was thinking about we remember we talked once about bubble gum shrimp. I, I and I was like, okay, I'm gonna look it up. Like, cause it gotcha. Somebody it on Twitter was like, oh, it exists still. I got excited and I looked it up. I didn't realize. I was like, it keeps. It says all over. Like you know, it's like it's it's like it looks like it's like a. The website, it looks like some gilded stuff on the side, and then you realize it's yep. script, and it says no plates, no plates, no plates, no plates. The concept <laughs> is there's no plates. So they come, and when you eat, they put their mouths, and they clean. They have little cleaning stations, and they put their, they pick up whatever you want. You say, I want clams, and they put it mm-hmm. towards your mouth, and they feed you with their hands, and you don't have to move your arms. And then they clean it, and they say, what's next? And then you say, oysters, you know, yep. cuttlefish, you know. I want some cuttlefish, delicious cuttlefish. Well, I mean, if you watch, I mean, a lot of people don't notice this, but if you watch uh, Forrest Gump, there's no plates in the movie no. at all. So this Never. is kind of their homage to the to the film. Yeah, they're staying true to the the world the, the world building. I, I was flabbergasted though when it, when I did go to a bubble gum shrimp or just the airport that had one. And it was, they had a person out there giving free samples and I was like, why? There was a line around the block. I was like, people love this place. They can't wait to get in there. They're going nuts. People, go, you know, they take flights just so they could go to right. the bubble gum. The shrimp. flights, all the flights are actually on bubble gump's time. They have to go around <laughs> like, you know, they, they call in, they say, how many people are they still eating those all you can eat? Yep. Hand fed. Hand fed. Yeah. Raw oyster. Just slurping it you out can of choose the, the hand. It's a pic. They're just pictures of hands. You open the book and it's like, would you want this hand feeding you or this hand? And it's just like a severed hand. And the and then mm-hmm. you point this one, and then you know the person comes out sad faced. Yep. Be careful. This hand's ticklish. If you're if you're slurping with your tongue, they're gonna they're gonna twitch a little bit. And then at that point, you could do like your service could be like, oh yeah, well my place is better. I, the hands come flavored. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah, like, go, go ahead. Slurp, slurp. Bubba Gump, they don't let you suck on the fingers, but here we, you know, it's part of the yeah, experience. It's part of it. You get to. We, we, we demand it. We have tranquilized, we've properly tranquilized the people whose hands. Um, yeah, so you slurp on the, the oyster and then like the fingers are covered in, you know, um, uh, whatever the you juice. call it, the, the uh, yeah. Mignonette or whatever, right? And he gets a little, little taste, little vinegary onion taste. It's like that movie um, Minority Report. Like the 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 woman that's in there, and her it's like her brain. She's like ah, and it's like her brain is feeding into the. It's mm-hmm. the same concept, but it's. It really is the same exact concept. But it, it dining, cool. very for dining. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then the the other benefit is that the business, you know, dishwashers uh, are expensive. You got to pay right. them uh, minimum wage. Uh, you know, dishwashing machines. You have like to put a sign that says no dishwashers. <laughs> dishwashers stay away from this place. Yeah, you don't have to. It, all that overhead is gone, and you can just, you know, yeah. make in the profits. Dishwashers, and when you work with some, when you any anywhere you work, mostly the dish, not always, but dishwashers usually have the best stories and they're the best. Like, wait, what you were, you know, this kind of be like, wait, we were in the band Corrosion of Conformity, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, always like the weirdo, you know, and the, and the sometimes they can be like lifetime dishwashers, like yeah, like the guy that career. I worked with. That's you just find what you're good at, and then you. You know, hone your craft. Right. 
I think he also didn't care and just wanted to do his other thing. And it was the, the lowest common denominator where he could actually like, you know, enjoy the people that he worked with, mm-hmm. you know, and then still have time off and do his other life. Yeah. Smart. Good for him. But I don't know. They should maybe pay dishwashers a living wage. <laughs> yeah. That would I mean, be I, really cool. I used to dishwash at, at Holocene and it was like the most g- brutal job I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I, I was also, I would have to like bus the table, you know, the, the yeah. glasses. And so I'd be taking abandoned glasses that people didn't want me to take right. because they just put them down to dance or whatever. And then they'd get and mad they at just, me because yeah. I'd grab them and then I'd be frantically trying to wash everything and fast enough. I remember that. Well, I worked at Old Country Buffet and my job was to, on Sundays, it was beef ribs day. And the thing about beef ribs that when it's ribs, but bigger, it's more rib. Yeah, more bone. And it's more, and people salivate more because when they see that big, 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 they salivate. And they've already got a huge plate with a guy carving, you know, the beef boy. He's, yeah, he's been there forever, you know. He's just, just slicing away. But yeah, so what I would do is I would clean everyone's plates after they had eaten all those ribs, and I would just oh, nice. pick it up with my bare hands. You know, back then it was just like there was you wouldn't think you'd wear gloves. It's like no mm-hmm. hepatitis, and I would just be slapping it up against my apron and bring it, and and have to just go shaba 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 and just dump bones and you know just yeah just slop just slop of just people's stuff napkins and blah, blah, blah. you know and this is the 90s you know so you can imagine just like all right everything's half eaten and just like, draw, 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 waste and just disgusting just liquid and it was syrup almost like a white syrup that encapsulated these tables yeah, everything c- congeals into one thing it's like ambrosia salad and mashed potato right. and and gristle all all forming one beige lump wet puddle that you have to to scrape off i would guess in any other country like that the buffet would be a humbling experience you'd be like all you can eat well i will be humbled by that that is nice i will only eat this very small amount i think americans are just like like it seems just like they they look like they're in hell yeah it's like they're gonna do another one yeah it's not enjoyable for anyone there. there the people eating are not enjoying it the people working having to to serve them are in hell Right. It's just it's a, a horrible, horrible experience all around. Uh, but I think Again. that's also the, you know, that's, but it's also so beautiful because it's a community and it's a sense of people, you know, it's a community of people who, you know, who are right. going through this collective experience. You, you know, you can find kind of like a sense of purpose there. And it creates like, this beautiful art and, you know, and actually it's probably better that we don't pay people very well because... I, you know, uh, art will go away. So I think we should pay people less and you will see mm-hmm. art thrive. And that is my, <laughs> that is what I, I will be mayor. And this is my platform. You're going to revitalize the, the, the arts and culture scene. Right. Revitalize. And any artist I see doing art, I tax. I just have a, an army of, of men that come to your house and they mm-hmm. rifle through your stuff and, 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 and they have little, little squares on their phones and they take a little bit of money from you. <laughs> the little swipe, square swiper. They just right. take some. They each do it. They're all, you know, there's four guys and they're all fighting. They're always fighting over who's going to get to do it, you know? Yeah. And it's they embarrassing. Do take e- they take EBT also. They'll, they will swipe your, your food stamps. Take a little off the top. 
be it's like a, like a, a like a, a, an all you can eat place. Like there's all that food, mm-hmm. and then you're a customer, and it's like you know that food I, is I there, where whether you show up or not. So right. by showing up, then you are like f- fulfilling the need right. of the buffet, and then you know your meaningless life suddenly has purpose. Yeah. Like you are there to consume the food that's laid out it's going to rot unless you're there and now you do it and you it's you have a focus in you you have purpose a purpose in life also you should recognize i would like anyone who eats a buffet at a buffet to think about how big the grease pit is is outside and what it smells like the four or three they have like four oil drums where it's just yep. all the grease and it's out there and you go back there to smoke you know <laughs> and it stinks it stinks it's like a render it's like their own rendering plan it's like what are they going to use it for and it's like yeah know, what do I they just, do with all that stuff i think I mean, it's to i think they play you know i don't know so it goes to like i don't know you they buy it like, sell oh, it. it's like a Specialty, you can go on Craigslist and buy. It just gets sold, and then it keeps getting sold and sold and sold and sold and sold. So it's like a commodity. It's like a, it's like a right. Bitcoin. It's like know, a it's like a, yeah, it gets you know, it's like oil drums are worth whatever amount. You know, fluctuates. Yeah. The same thing with the the grease pit barrels. I mean, so that's why kids are always scurrying around them. You know, you always see people around them, and they 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 got like straws in their mouth, and they're trying yeah, they're to siphoning. Take a little sip. Trying to fill yeah. up their garbage bags with oh with man, like I've, never, I've never worked anywhere where somebody looked at the grease trap and been like, oh, yeah, it's okay, everything looks good. It's like, oh yeah, man, that's the, you're gonna have to get that all cleaned out. You know, that's not good. I don't know what that matter is in there. That, that's that's bone. I mean, that's big. That's a a large mammal bone in there. <laughs> Something is <laughs> stuck, de- decomposing in there. Oh, I see why your grease trap is full. There's a human skull trapped in between. <laughs> been there for 40 years right that's an unsolved murder right there um i'm gonna have to cut this short not right this second but i'm this is this is something that uh i would like people to know i'm in a room and my daughter has a piano recital and so we can't we have to stop the radio show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> semi short good any excuse to to end the show but the thing is marius is gonna play some music he's gonna dj he's like uh you know he's and the thing is you can't see it i wish we need to get a video because it's like he's in a studio you know and it's this beautiful studio and it's like a sub-level studio and he's got all these turntables and you know i don't know all kinds of stuff yeah it's like that like that those edm guys like marshmallow man or whatever and dead mouse like right. they were like you know, they have this stupid like plexiglass hats they wear no helmets i, I do that you're wearing a mesh shirt and you're super stressed and you're roaming around yeah, f- on stage frantically looking worried look looking for cable there's a cable that's disconnected that i can't find it there's just there's just mumbling. it's just a, a nest just strobe lights and it looks like you're just like you know i don't know you look like what's that guy's name not uh, Skrillex. Like, no, it's like '90s, like Tiesto, shocky <laughs> techno guy. He just died. Mm, I don't he's know. Like, and he's like, you know, has green hair, and he's like, yeah, with a grill. It was like the '90s. <laughs> no idea what you're talking. British. About. It was like that whole part of that British. Oh, who did that song? Like the Firestarter. What was that band? Maybe. 
I was thinking about white people. You know, I was like, if you take a, if when white people take a, do like the cholo uh, bandana and yeah. put, put it against their head, they immediately, immediately look like a uh, Jane's Addiction fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you just, it just you looks like, it's like, yeah, man, you like Jane's Addiction. You listen yeah, to what, them. What, what, what is that? Like they travel that, to see one to, to their parents' house to just get a feel for what they were like and where they grew up. Perry Perry Farrell is a he's a cultural yeah. vampire. I just saw he was in some documentary I just saw and I was like, wow, that guy's uh, on a different different level. He's doing yeah. he's in his own world, right? And that's the thing. I wonder. I wonder about him. Like, I think you know, who knows? What, you know, it's like these guys are just like these maniacs that whatever it's like i'm a weird i'm everything I, there's no nothing shocking okay now we need to revisit why you say what what that means because okay let's what let me look on your hard drive okay <laughs> yeah what do you what do you mean let's let's dissect this like what is what do you when you say that like what, yeah. you know what's the logical conclusion that would be my first thing biden was president he's like i need to see perry farrell's hard drive that's my that, that's the platform i'd be running on it's like I knew it, you know. Yep. I Jim mean, when Morrison, I was oh, he didn't do anything. He was so a beautiful baby. When I was fifteen, I watched that like the the Jane's Addiction tape. They put like the little home movie like right. music video thing they put out where they're like it's like footage of, of people doing heroin. Oh, that's nice. Yep. So I'm glad oh, I saw that when I was a boy. Stuff. As a boy, to, it it opened my eyes to the world. Right. You're like, uh, uh, man, I just thought about this. It's kind of amazing. I, I had this uncle, um, you know, my 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 uh, my aunt's husband, mm-hmm. and, and uh, not blood, and yeah, no relation. And when I first started getting into punk, just memory came into my head, and I was like in Puerto, uh, I'm sorry, in F- Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, when I was visiting my grandparents, and they yep. would, and they lived in in um. Oh man, what's it? Coral Coral Beach, Coral Gables. Anyway, they didn't live in Boca Raton. No, but they would. So they would come. We'd all hang out, and then he he saw that I was like, punk, you know, kind of punk dressed. Like I had like I was wearing. I remember I would wear like a. I think at this point I had a life sentence shirt. To me, it seemed wow. normal because I'd just been wearing it, but it was like shredded. You know, like what yeah. it, you know, and then just like, a sh- shredded shorts and like my hair was shaved or whatever. Yeah, and he was just like, and he took it as like, he's like, hey man. He's like, and he was just like my fun uncle, you know, that I loved. And then he was just like, you want to see something hard? I'll show you hard, man. We'll go to Miami and we'll see the slums and we're going to go around there. And I got friends. And it was like this whole speech that went on forever. And wow. it was so confusing to me. And I didn't really understand it until afterwards, you know, and I was like, oh, it's because he thought he didn't understand my look or what punk meant. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do some dark stuff. Yeah, I'm doing dark stuff, you know, but I was, well, was, he, I was a was 16 he trying to, year old boy. I was a 16, 15, 16 year old boy. Was he trying to scare you straight or was he just, yes, yes. He was trying to scare me straight. Yeah. He was like, and then he went on to like talk about how, you know, I don't know. There was like some other bad stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta let my daughter do the piano. Actually, you know what? We're just going to pipe in my daughter's piano no, recital. Just, this is quality radio. It's better than the show. It's better than us right. talking for sure. So we'll just plug that in for the next two, two hours. Well, yeah, we're going to have to supersede the other radio programs just to, to for, for Charlie's daughter's piano recital. Yeah. We just got, 
Yeah, we're just learning Frere Jacques or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We just, yeah, we just got uh, the the go. We're going. Yeah, we're we're piping that in afterwards. <laughs> so enjoy. Um, we're gonna yeah. play some music though for you. We'll play some tunes till the till the bottom of the hour. Um, thanks for tuning in. We love uh, you. We love you. Heavybreather.net. We uh, Patreon.com forward slash heavybreather. Bonus episodes every week. Check it out if you're interested or don't. Love you. Treat yourself. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
By the telephone 
Stay in love 